One of the greatest things about being an entrepreneur is we are always ready to move forward, to progress, to take the next step, to take our business to the next level. However, there's a downside to that quality. The downside is there's so much content, there's so much fluff out there that it can be hard to differentiate what is gonna serve us in our business and what is only gonna make us feel good. The point of this podcast is to help you differentiate between those two things and I hope to serve you and help you as much as I can as I am on my own journey with my business going to seven figures. Stay tuned for Bridge the Gap Podcast. happening guys Zach here Bridge Gap podcast I am it's a little windy it's a little windy I apologize um, oh so much so much going on in my brain um, <laughs> hmm <laughs> where to start okay first I would love to emphasize the importance of today's day and age and what age we're in right think about it right we, we used to have you know, there's different ages throughout history, industrial age, information age, technology age, right? Um, what age are we in now? Um, so there's actually a fantastic study on this. Uh, I forgot who it's by, but essentially since the industrial age, uh, every age since then has actually been shorter than the previous age, okay? And I don't remember what order was which, okay? I think it went industrial technology information and then where we're at today, okay? Uh, but, so industrial age was like 30 years, and then, you know, technology age was like 20 years, and then information age was like 10 years. See what I'm saying? Like, it, and, uh, these are not years. You know what I mean, though. Uh, so each age has gotten significantly smaller every single time, okay? Except for the age we're in right now. This is the first time that the current age has outlasted or lasted longer than its predecessor. The age we're in right now is the partnership age. Okay? This is, which is hilarious because we're going full circle, right? Think of like economics 101, right? Let's say, let's say the U.S. has corn and China has rice. You know, the U.S., we could, we could make our own rice right and it would it would be worse quality it would take longer because we don't have the right kind of environment or, or soil for it um and and same with china they could try to make corn but it would take longer it would cost more money it would just be ridiculous or we can give them corn they can give us rice and we have a, a perfect little synergy there right that's that is economics 101 so i think it's kind of funny that today we're in a partnership age we're, we're just full circle you know we learn about economics and we studied economics a long 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 time ago before the industrial age and now we're sitting right back at the basics okay so we're in the partnership age and this is what i want to emphasize how important it is to choose the right partners important it is to choose the right partners this is so crucial let me explain why okay so currently um my partnership um i've got two partners um they're wonderful and you know what we we actually had a disagreement um 
last week that is almost resolved. <laughs> uh, it's close to being resolved. But this is the point, right? There's a massive disagreement. There are some, there are some ill feelings. If you choose the wrong partners, you know what's going to happen? When there's a disagreement like this, and I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty details because I respect my partners and, and that privacy there, but, but a bad partner, what they would do is they would immediately see what they could do to screw over the other guy, right? That's a bad partner. <laughs> my partners, <laughs> what they did is we discussed it. We discussed it. Not only did we discuss it, but we made sure before the topic was even brought up that everyone was in the understanding of why we're about to discuss this topic. And what that what that was was, you know, look, before we talk about this thing, <laughs> this elephant in the room, let's be clear. The purpose of the discussion is not to attack people. It is not to say who's better than who. The purpose of the discussion is simply to help our customers and to, to push our business forward, to ultimately create security and stability for the entire future of VSM, right? So that that was a great precursor, right? So then, then came the, the words that needed to be said, right? And, and this is what's awesome, guys. This is what's awesome. You know, <laughs> I, I was going to say believe it or not, but uh, I'm pretty believe this. The main, the, main, <laughs> the main point of discussion was my own fallacies. Okay, me. All right? Um, now, a good partner won't take offense. Will not get on the complete defensive. Okay, I'll be honest with you. It was hard. I immediately, when the criticism started coming in, what did I do? My defenses started going up. I didn't say anything, but in my mind, defenses started rolling in. This is, this is part of why mindset is so important. As the defenses started rolling in, I immediately recognized them and shut them off and just listened. Because obviously, whether the concerns are true or not, they are perceived by my partners to be true. And perception is everything, okay? Perception is everything. So I just listened. When that was done, we talked, right? Back and forth. And it was legitimate talking. There was no yelling. There was no real harsh words, right? It was legitimate, like, this is why this is happening. This is how to correct it. Right, and, th and this goes back to something I learned from Dean Graziosi. Like, there's three types of people, right? There's the people that will uh, tell you the problem, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> then there's the people that will tell you a problem and tell you a solution, that's it. And then there's the people that will tell you a problem, tell you a solution, and then tell you what they did to already implement the solution. <sighs> and that's where I was at. I'm, I'm grateful for that uh, skill. Um, you know, you guys know my superpower is learning. And last week this problem came up and I knew, I knew what it was. I knew exactly what it was. And I, again, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you nitty gritty details. I know that's, that's probably annoying, but I want you to learn the principle here of, of good partnerships. That's the idea behind the story. 
So, um, you know, when this came up last week, I'm like, okay, that's going to be a problem. What is my solution? And over the weekend, I already implemented a solution. Done. So when these, when these things were aired, boom, solution ready. Okay. Which was good. <laughs> it was a good thing. Um, so anyway, I, you know, picking your partners is so crucial because just like, I hate to compare it like this, but just like a marriage, right? There are going to be disagreements. There are going to be different perspectives to the, to the business. There are going to be different, um, you know, different ideas, different ways of doing things. Okay. So, uh, you know, give you a little insight. Um, one of my business partners and I are very opposite people. And that's actually why we love each other, right? Like I love him to death because he brings this unique perspective to the team that is completely different from mine, (laughs) right? And I love that. That's how you become a great marketer. You have to have different perspectives from his side, right? If I was him, he would say the same thing about me. He, He would say, in fact, he told me he loves the fact that I am so different from him. Because having this, this, these two sides of the coin create the entire quarter, <laughs> right? Or penny, you know what I mean? Like you can't have one without the other. It's so important. Um, so anyway, okay, that's my little vent. Today's day and age is partnerships. And it is crucial to pick the right ones. It is so crucial. And I'm very grateful for mine because they listened to me (laughs) after quote unquote attacking me. They weren't really attacking me guys. I didn't feel that way at all. Okay. They were simply expressing concerns and they were real founded concerns. Okay. So they expressed these concerns. (laughs) So then what did I do? I turned around and, and provided a solution already set in place. How cool is that? Right. And, and then, um, Shoot, I forgot where I was going with this. Crap. Um, well, anyway, the, the, the point... Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, one of, my, one of my partners, they were like, hey, I will do whatever I need to do to make the solution work. That, guys, is key to a partnership. And you know what? I was saying the same thing. I will do whatever I need to do to... Uh, like cover this, the, the problem, right? <laughs> to, like, to like overcome said concern, okay? So anyway, partnerships. Pick the right ones, guys. Pick someone who can take criticism. Pick someone who can be humble. Pick someone who is willing to change, right? Pick someone who can like, who, who can take a swift kick in the rear end, right? Because that, that's essentially what they did to me, which is fine, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm not perfect. I've, I've said it many times. I'm far from perfect. Okay, so enough about partnerships. Okay, so the, the other bit I want to talk about, um, oh, there's, there's like so much I'm learning. I actually recently got into a bunch of legal stuff, and, and I know legal is boring, right? No one likes to talk about legal stuff. Uh, however, it's important. <laughs> you can't, you just cannot like ignore legal stuff, right? So, um, I got, I got, I got into some, uh, not, not legal problems. No, that, that makes it sound like I'm a freaking criminal. No, no, no. I got into like, what is intellectual property specifically? Okay. Because 
it's a concern, right? You think of like the KBB program, right? The Dean Graziosi, Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson program. It's a knowledge broker program. What does that mean? It means that they take someone's knowledge or they learn something and they turn around and create a course or some kind of workshop mastermind to expel that knowledge. Okay? And so what's, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm learning from a bunch of courses. What's the, what's, the board, what's the boundary? What is the line that I cannot cross where I can't say, hey, I learned this and I'm now breach, in breach of intellectual property, right? Like that, that's the question that, that'll come up and that I've been researching. Uh, very interesting, guys. So let me just tell you kind of so you know, okay? So if somebody comes in to bridge the gap and they literally take all my knowledge and steal it, and they go and they make their own course based on everything that I just learned, okay, that they learned from me. Is that legal? Yes. <laughs> so, so the short answer is yes. Long answer is yes, as long as they do not reference any of my, like, like they can reference Bridge the Gap as, as a whole. Like, hey, this is something I learned from Bridge the Gap. They can say that, but they cannot say something like, um, you know, if I have, for example, my uh, um, audience insight or audience evolution, they can't, they can't take that, right? They can't be like, hey, audience evolution, blah, blah, blah. Or they can't take infinity course uh, because there's a, a pending trademark on that name, right? So they can't take that because, and, and that's the thing, there has to be a copyright or a trademark or something on it. So, so anyway, there, there's a lot of morals there too, right? That's obviously immoral. But from a legal standpoint, anyway, I, I don't know. I'm, I've been researching a lot of legal things, including taxes, um, lots of fun stuff. But as as the business grows, guess what you have to do? You have to learn that stuff, right? And uh, it's something, my superpower is learning. I know for a fact <laughs> my partners are not gonna wanna learn all those nitty gritty details. Uh, they're not gonna want to. Would they be willing to? Yes, right? But I feel like, when it comes to the learning stuff, I, it's just, a, it's my superpower and I need to utilize it, okay? My, my brain thirsts for knowledge all the time, constantly, all the time. It's, it's insane um, and I love it and I love it. Um, so anyway, so, so that's kind of intellectual property. Oh, I have a really good tip for you. Um, if you're looking into legal stuff and you wanna make sure that, you know, nothing is being, you're not being, uh, bad <laughs> go go check out um a guy his name is bobby clink clink is k-l-i-n-k i think uh k-l-i-n-k or k-l-i-n-c-k one of the two bobby clink okay uh he is a lawyer specializing in information products and marketing and entrepreneurs okay so check out his stuff it's a free course that's where i learned it all okay <laughs> so there you go there's your resource for the day um, okay, cool. So we've been 15 minutes in. What else has been going on in my brain uh, lately? Ooh, got it. Um, research, no. Message. <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand. Research and messaging is, is the thing. Okay. <laughs> I just heard an interview um, of Billy Jean. If you don't know Billy Jean, he is a masterful marketer. He's uh, revenue-wise, he's at about 10 million a year in his agency. Um, or whatever his business is. Honestly, I don't know if it's an agency or just an info product. I don't know. But 
he has done marketing for, you know, 15 years. Um, and he's smart. And, you know, honestly, the taste of his ads, I'm not a big fan of. So I, I almost didn't listen to the interview. You know, but I, I'm like, okay, I just gotta, I just gotta, you know, put my personal feelings aside in terms of how his ads come across as kind of arrogant and kind of like he's, he's a jerk face, you know? And so I'm like, okay, I just gotta listen to him. Let's just see what happens. And so I did, and I'm glad I did. The guy's smart. He's, he's not a jerk at all. And why is he arrogant? Because he's been doing it for 15 years. He knows it works. Okay, so anyway, um, it's not really arrogance either. He's just confident. Um, so anyway, what's cool about this guy um, is that um, he, he understands a, a, a principle that you have to know and master. The principle is something called being prolific. Being prolific. Okay, so what does that mean? Um, <laughs> so being prolific... Uh, basically puts you in the category of like a little insane but not totally insane I know that sounds weird uh, that's the way my brain thinks about it so think about it like this um, it's kind of a, a prolific statement would be something that's really radical almost unbelievable borderline not believable whatsoever okay that is something prolific um, so I'll give you an example here. I recently did some studies on, um, I was doing some research and there's this dude that has a webinar and the webinar says this, learn my five steps to take your business to six or seven figures a month. My five steps to take your business to six or seven figures per month. That's pretty ballsy right like that's like what really um so is that facebook compliant no not, not at all right this is on a webinar um so here's the thing though here's the thing i'm like okay uh that's a very prolific statement because it's kind of insane but not not completely unbelievable do people make six and seven figures a month absolutely they do right absolutely it, it is a part of the world. Uh, so it's not completely unbelievable. Now, it also depends on who he's targeting, okay? Because if he's targeting, you know, um, anyway, whatever. You, you get the idea, right? So when you're marketing, the message has to be prolific. Your message has to be kind of against the grain, different, and a little insane. <clears throat> That's how you win customers. That's how your message wins overall. You just have to have a prolific statement that resonates with your target audience. So I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Back to that guy. So if what if that guy was targeting people that, um, that were just getting started, right? Like if you're an affiliate marketer, you just started affiliate marketing last month or something, and you run into this guy's webinar, and you watch it, <clears throat> and you see that statement. Are you gonna watch the webinar? Probably. Are you gonna buy his stuff? No, not at all. Why? Because it's too insane, okay? Like it, it's, it's too much for someone just getting started that has not thought about even, that, that's, you know, they're more worried about like maybe breaking a thousand bucks a week or something, you know, 4,000 a month. They're not thinking at all six figures or seven figures a month. 
Okay, so it's not gonna resonate with them. They're gonna be like, oh, that'd be sweet, right? And then they're gonna watch the webinar and they're gonna be like, there's no way it's that easy. And then they're not gonna buy anything, okay? <clears throat> so it has to be to the person that is looking for that outcome. So if somebody's making 50, 60, 70,000 a month, and they're like, dang it, why can't I get over the six figure a month mark in my business? Boom, that's when that webinar would be perfect. That's when that, pro that becomes a prolific statement. It's not unrealistic. And actually in that example there, they might be thinking, you know, maybe they're getting even 10 or 20,000 consistently a month, then 100,000, six figures in a month sounds very prolific. Or 100,000, yeah, yeah, I got that right. I, I can do math in the morning. Okay, uh, or if they are making six figures a month, guess what, seven figures sounds prolific. You see what I'm saying? So you can kind of, based on the messaging, you can kind of see who this guy is targeting. Who is his target audience? But the point, the point guys, your message needs to be prolific. And it doesn't matter if you're an affiliate or it's your own business or whatever, or it's a client of yours or something, okay? So whatever the business is, let's, let's even take woodworking, okay? Let's take woodworking as, as an example. So what you want, you probably don't want an experienced carpenter, right? Maybe you do. I don't know. I guess it depends on the product. But so you want to you want to make it something prolific, something like, you know, and I'm using woodworking because it's kind of a big affiliate offer right now. <clears throat> so you you would say something like, um, you know, you know, create your own whatever, <laughs> create your own amazing chair. <laughs> That's such a terrible statement. That's <laughs> like not even exciting. Uh, create your own unique designs with wood without any prior experience. Okay. So that, so that, so that without part makes it prolific. It's like, what? But I've never, I've never hammered a nail. You know, I've never used a drill. <laughs> you know, and, 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 but I can do this according to the prolific statement, right? So, so it's just really important guys, anything that you're selling, right? What if you're an affiliate marketer for ClickFunnels, right? So with ClickFunnels, um, and you, and you want to go to cold traffic, you got to make it prolific, right? You got to be like, um, you know, opt in to see my video on how I create a complete funnel in just 10 minutes. Boom, and then you record yourself making a funnel in 10 minutes. They opt in, they watch it, and you're like, that's how easy it is with ClickFunnels. Look at this amazing funnel I just made in just 10 minutes. Sign up below, right? You get 14 day free trial. Try it out yourself. You can even say at the beginning of that video, like, hey, <clears throat> I'm gonna make this in 10 minutes. Sorry, I'm about to go into the wind. Okay, it's very windy. <laughs> So you could say like, hey, I'm about to, right at the beginning of the, so they opt in, they see your video, and you say at the beginning, you say, hey, look, I'm about to make a full funnel in just 10 minutes, okay? You can follow along with me with a 14-day free trial of ClickFunnels. Just click below, pause this video, click the button, sign up for your free trial, and we can do this together. Are you kidding me? That's such a simple funnel. I have no idea if it would work, okay? I'm just saying, that, what a prolific statement. 
Like what, I can build a whole funnel for my business in 10 minutes and I can just do it with you right here in the video? Right? How simple is that? How simple is that? So how do you come up with a prolific statement? Research, 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 okay? You have to research your audience and your market. You have to research your audience and your market. So in, in, in the case of ClickFunnels, <coughs> there's a lot of marketers out there and or business owners. So that, that example that I gave you is more, more towards business owners that don't wanna pay a marketing agency, right? They, wanna, they kinda wanna do their own thing. Um, <coughs> so, which is really what ClickFunnels is, was primarily marketed as for business owners uh, to make their own funnel, right? Um, and so, <coughs> especially if, if these guys are having technical difficulties, you know, maybe they, uh, maybe they, maybe they bought lead pages or something, you know, or Insta pages or something like that. You know, what do they do? They well, they can simply sign up for a free trial of ClickFunnels and follow along, and they'll be like, oh, that was actually really easy, right? Um, <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> the the point here is like, you need, you need to research the market. Sorry if that wind is insane. Research the market here. I'm gonna walk backwards. Now I'm blocking it. So research your market and find out what pain points they're actually having. What what is it that's actually holding them back in their business? Right? What you know? Th that's how you figure out. And then your statement answers that question. Oh, I'll give you another really good example. Okay. We've got this amazing client, um, and we're we're developing um, a presentation for. Her. And one of the things that we're gonna do, and and all good webinars have this, guys. You do your research. We're gonna have an objections section, right? Like you might be thinking, blah 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 blah, and then answer it. And what these objections are, guys, these are not like the easy objections to handle. These are like the elephant in the room objections, right? So if I, if, for example, <clears throat> my webinar for Bridge Gap, right? Um, one objection would be, how long until I start seeing results? Instead of not answering that and letting that fester in their brains, whether or not they want to make an investment, why don't I just talk about it openly, transparently? Okay, that is being prolific. Okay, or there's a lot of people that actually do have a time frame promise, right? Like learn how to sell $1,000 a day in as little as 14 days, you know, or something like that. Like that's being prolific. You're putting a time frame there. Now that's also not Facebook compliant, okay? But you get the idea, right? These are prolific by nature. And anything prolific is gonna outperform everything else, everything conventional. Conventional, <laughs> you say that right? Being prolific. Okay, so what did we learn? Uh, <laughs> number one, we are in the age of partnerships and choosing the right partners is crucial. You need a partner that's honest and humble at the same time. Honest and humble. Okay? So important, guys. I cannot express enough how grateful I am for the partners I have. All right? Um, number two, second thing we learned is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I already forgot. Oh, uh, legal stuff. Go to Bobby Klink. 
look up Google him, Bobby Klink. He has a free website on legal matters such as taxes and information, uh, you know, like when people pay for your info product, you know, like there's an agreement there and he has templates for that. Now you do have to pay for the templates though, but still worth it. Um, and um, what was the other thing? Intellectual property, right? Like what is, what is it? How do you, you know, stay safe from, you know, breaching any intellectual property issues? All of that right there in this course for free. Okay, go check it out. And the third thing, be prolific in your messaging. How do you become prolific? Do your research, find the pain points, and then expose it. That's it. Guys, this is what? I started learning about being prolific like month two of being in marketing. Did I understand it? No. Please understand what I'm saying. Okay. This is this is it. Why did it take me two years to actually understand this? I don't know. But you have to. Being prolific in your messaging is exactly how you win. Okay? Now at last last podcast I talked about message audience time, right? A lot of that is being prolific and doing that research to make sure that your prolific statement is actually in the right time frame. Like this is the main pain point of today, right? That's so important, guys. Um, anyway, hold on one second. Got a truck passing by me here. So, um, oh, the kids are playing outside. It's like nice out. I love it. It's great. And it's, it's not so early in the morning. They're actually playing outside. Good for them. Okay, so anyway. So, guys, thanks so much for, for listening. Um, hey, if you want to be in Bridge the Gap and you want some coaching and some mentoring on Tuesdays, um, go to bridgethegapcourse.com and sign up. There's a, there's a webinar there. You can just go ahead and sign up um, for my webinar. And, and that way, I can share with you my prolific statements. Right? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why Bridge the Gap is so much better than everybody else uh, in a very prolific way. So, I'm excited. I can't wait to share that with you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Love you to death. Talk to you.